Moments with Andy, the podcast. Brought to you by 100.3 and 102.7 The Point and The Night Show. My name is Andy. Thanks for spending a moment here with me. It is Wednesday, July 1st. Rent is due. And conspiracy theories. I don't know if this is... I don't know if this is necessarily a conspiracy theory or more of an end-of-the-world prediction. I guess they don't have to be mutually exclusive. But found this interesting. I want to thank Chuck Rogers for sending this my way um, a couple months ago now. I'm just now getting around to reading it. And it has to do with, yet again, another end-of-the-world prediction, which, by the way, I have a very soft spot in my heart for these. I love these because they're always very interesting, very kooky. And of all the ones that have mentioned uh, end-of-the-world coming and the ones that are gutsy enough to actually pick a date or even just a year unless they're in the future uh, none of them have come to pass from what i can tell the world is still still going on so it's sometimes kind of sad to watch these unfold where number one i'm happy the world is still going on but you know when you see folks who are so convinced of this and uh was that last one was it 2012 was that the last one that whole mayan calendar thing anyways there was a very cynical, sick part of me that, you know, it's like watching a car wreck, that I, I had to watch these people who were so convinced, and then to see them, like, oh, looking at their watch, like, huh, the world hasn't ended. <sighs> really wish I didn't sell my house, or spend all my kids' college money on uh, buying this RV to go war, warn, uh, sorry, warn the world. Anyways, with that said, uh, this one here, adopted, I don't think by many folks, some folks kind of more, it looks like, um... Some fundamentalist Christians kind of on board with this one. Family Research Council, part of them may be into this. And there's a U.S. representative, is it Jody Heiss, I believe, is from uh, Georgia, kind of into this. And dealing with blood moon tetrads, which is a very strange way of just talking about four lunar eclipses that occur within a year and a half. Don't know why they're called tetrads. I must be unfamiliar with the definition of that term myself. And why they're called blood moons, because I don't think it has anything to do with the color, just the frequency of lunar eclipses. Okay. And uh, some folks that look into these quite a bit uh, mention that when these blood moon tetrads coincide with traditional Jewish feasts, they say, and holidays, they announce world historical moments for the Jewish people. Okay, and the reason they're interested in this is because, you know, with some of that thinking is, um, you know, when Jesus returns, he's going to be coming back to Israel, and that's going to announce the end time. So that's how this gets tied in to Israel. And this piece here in Salon that I'm reading mentions uh, one of these tetrads occurred in 1493. Many, uh, and that's when the Jews were expelled from Spain. So that's where I guess that gets tied in. Another one, 1948-49, signaled God's pleasure with the founding of the state of Israel. Okay, another tetrad, 67 to 68, coincided with the Arab-Israeli Six-Day War. Okay. And then this is the fourth one here, apparently going to be happening in September. I guess the third blood moon occurred this past April, and the fourth one going to be here in late September. So therefore, that means, obviously, something bad has to happen and will happen to Israel. Or maybe not bad, something good could happen as well, but that'll be the signal of the end times, I guess. So we'll have to look to that happening in September. And, you know, generally, I would say things in the Middle East, in Israel particularly, there's, you know, especially if you look at it over the course of a year and a half, something bad is going to happen. That part of the world, you know, it's always going to hell in a handbasket. So I'd be surprised if there was a year and a half where nothing bad happened or just nothing really happened. So, you know, if you have a one of these blood moon tetrads, I think by default, something interesting, good, bad will be happening 
in Israel or in the Middle East with that said. Not sure what the cause and effect is, but we'll be watching. If you have any more info on this, because again, I've never heard Blood Moon Tetras before, don't know much about it. Find it very interesting. If you know any more about this, let me know. Drop me an email, andy at kwpt.com. I just ask that you send it uh, before September. Thanks. And was looking at a new poll that came out. I believe this was last week now. And is it is it a YouGov? I got it from YouGov. So, yeah, latest research from YouGov shows that among Americans who email, the vast majority of them, that's 79%, try to keep on top of their unread emails, with only 18% of Americans admitting that they don't try and keep up on the number of unread emails as close to zero as possible. Now, kind of what that means, and the reason I find it interesting, it's a discussion my wife and I had recently, where she is far more sane, perhaps, than I am, in the sense of she has an incredible amount of emails in her inbox, and I think keeps them all, and some of them just go unread. She just doesn't have the time, or sometimes the uh, desire to read them, depending on who they come from, and we'll just let them build up, you know, and even sometimes on her phone, I hope she doesn't mind me saying this, is, you know, I'll see on her little mail icon on her smartphone, it'll be like uh, 1,421 uh, email notifications, and that just drives me insane. It's not my phone, but that's nothing I can hang with, and I'm not proud of that, but I'm one of these 79 people that I, number one, cannot have any unread emails in my inbox. I'm not saying I get around to responding to them very quickly, but I need to make sure that they've been read, mainly so I can get rid of that notification. I hate having that unread, those unread emails in my inbox. I don't know why. I just do, and it's the same thing. It comes to my phone. I get made fun of by my wife and friends, but with all the text messages, once I'm kind of done with them, I delete them. I don't let them sit on my phone. Part of it's because I'm paranoid, don't want um, those being accessible to any of the uh, you know NSA people who follow me around 24-7. But, you know, it's more of a, I don't mean to use the term OCD lightly, but it's one of those things that just really bothers me. And maybe you're the same, and it looks like most Americans are about the same as well, would prefer not to have many unread emails in their inbox. And so I I found that interesting because I sort of assumed I would be more in the minority of this, that people would be a little bit more relaxed and easygoing and not let this stuff bother them like it bothers me. But looks like uh, I'm in the majority. Let me know what you think. Are you with me in the 79% that can't stand unread emails in your inbox just sitting around? Or are you part of the 18% that perhaps are a little bit more zen-like and not quite so attached to clearing those out or worrying about it? Drop me an email. I'll read it. I'll make sure it gets opened. Was this in Louisiana? No, sorry, Gulfport, Mississippi. I cannot believe I confused the two. I'm so embarrassed. Uh, Apparently, they have pretty permissive open carry gun laws in Mississippi, and recently they... By Sorry, they, I mean law enforcement officials, were called to a local Walmart. Apparently there was a man there menacing shoppers with a loaded shotgun. He was apparently just kind of cruising around the store, and he he would be uh, not only loading, but also racking his 12-gauge shotgun, which, you know, come on. One thing, if you're carrying your piece with you, if you're strapped, even if you got it loaded, not saying it's the best idea in the world, but it's legal, you may not need to be racking it, you know? I know it probably sounds cool and makes you seem like a real tough guy, but, you know, unless they're, <laughs> unless you're working on the Walmart security team, probably not necessary. 
But here's where it gets even more interesting. The police showed up, couldn't do anything about it. Even though there were uh, some other shoppers who were huddled in a safe room while there, because they were that freaked out, and the police couldn't arrest him well within his right. So police chief said, quote, our state allows for this, end quote. So I'll just say this, even though it is legal to walk around with a loaded weapon and apparently legal to rack your shotgun at other customers at a Walmart, I wouldn't say necessarily that it's a good idea. Might even want to say that it's a bad idea. This has been Moments with Andy, the podcast, brought to you by 100.3 and 102.7 The Point and The Night Show. Like this podcast? Well, don't be ashamed. Be proud. Tell a friend or post a comment in the iTunes store. Every little bit of help, well, helps. Moments with Andy is made possible by a generous grant from the Horace P. and Nancy R. Shakey Foundation.